0: off fall, all right, and uh, we're kicking off uh, not just fall, obviously, but uh, also celebrating, uh, you know, 50 years of uh, Christ Church, uh, and uh, like we usually do in the fall, uh, we're going to do a message series that kind of outlines for all of us, gets us all on the same page right away about um, what are we about, what's Christ Church about, why are we here, what's kind of the, the core vision, and what drives us. What are those core kinds of principles? So over the next uh, uh, four weeks, this week and the next three, uh, we're going to look at just simply that stuff that says this is who we are. So if you're a covenant member, uh, this is where you get to figure out what you signed up for. And if you're a guest with us today, this is where you get to check it out and see if you're ready to sign up for it. I hope you are, uh, because God's going to do some powerful things. He has been, will be, and continue to do powerful things uh, through Christ Church. And uh, we have evidence of that because we've been around for 50 years, right? And uh, I got thinking about 50 years and stuff that's been around for 50 years, so I looked up some stuff that's been around for 50 years and I uh, just thought I'd throw that in front of you quick. And uh, the first one, because it's, you know, kickoff Sunday, right? NFL really kicks off today. Uh, I found out this. <laughs> AstroTurf. Yeah, you're going to see a lot of that if you watch football today, I guess, right? Or some variation thereof. Uh, that's That's been around for 50 years, right? Who would have thought, right? And to go along with the whole football theme, uh, Doritos. <laughs> Can you believe that? That, that one kind of threw me. I was kind of surprised at that one. But Doritos have been around for, uh, for 50 years. And if you got your breakfast this morning, quick-like, uh, instant Quaker oatmeal's been around for 50 years now meal has been around a lot longer than that, but somebody got the bright idea to repackage it and put in these little packets and, uh, you know, put a little cinnamon in there or maple sugar or whatever in there and, and put it out like this, peaches and cream or regular flavor, right? Been around for 50 years. Who to know, right? Uh, also, the Toyota Corolla. Anybody drive one? <laughs> Nobody will admit it. Okay, no, we got one out there. All right. Sorry about that. I'm sorry. Anyway, the Toyota Corolla's been around for for 50 years and uh, here's the last one and this one just you know just for fun out there and you may want to go home when the game is over and uh, have fun playing a game. <laughs> Twister been around here for 50 years. Of course I've been around longer than 50 years so I no longer can play that game uh, <laughs> my body just doesn't move like that but uh, anyway right the game's been around for 50 years and of course Christchurch. Christ Church, been around for 50 years back in 1966. Yeah, isn't that awesome good? Yeah. (laughs) Right. A group of people got together and said, you know, God's calling us to make a difference in this uh, north-south corridor uh, up here, and uh, that's what we've been doing uh, ever since. It shouldn't surprise us. uh, That's what God's people do, right? You go back to the book of Acts and uh, it says right away that the apostles did many miraculous signs and wonders among the people. And uh, all the believers used to meet together at Solomon's porch. So, I mean, that's what we've been doing, right? That's what we do. We do miraculous things. Uh, Christ does great stuff through us. Miraculous signs and wonders. And, uh, and we get together, right? We encourage and we strengthen one another. Uh, well, what I want to do this morning is have you listen to not me all this time, but to hear three uh, of those people who were from the beginning. So we have three of our folks that were part of that original group, charter members, that original group that launched uh, the mission uh, of uh, Christ Church. And it's Joe and Louise Hoffman, and it's Marion Nebel. And the uh, sound's a little tough, so you got to listen close. We, we subtitled it for you so you can read fast and uh, get everything they're saying. But, you know, just tune your ears, will you, to, to listen to these guys. They've been Christ Church for, for 50 years. Listen to their sense Of mission Will Just get yours tuned to that And see how these folks Get what we're about right? So go ahead and watch the screens And uh, meet Joe and Louise and uh, Mary When uh, Louise and I moved into our
1: first house A lower We moved church on our fourth floor And, and asked me. we uh, available or interested in, in joining the church out here. So we went back to Pastor Bill Downey at uh, Fox Point Church and said uh, say this organizer came along, you organizing your Lutheran church do you think you ought to be interested? You looked at us he said I definitely think you should The great commission that Jesus gave us was to go into all the world make disciples of the nations, baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, so I think what our church has definitely followed Jesus' instructions. I think the fact that when we were thinking of building the church, the land opened up to us all of a sudden, with that first building, we had to do all the house cleaning. everybody had a task. And, of course, a building went up a few years after. When you talk about God's good 50 years ago, I can tell you very specifically that there is a indicative reason why that we've been extremely richly blessed uh, because of the opportunity we had to get in on the ground floor. Well, one can't just sit back and not Continue the outreach and the types of outreach which are necessary change. The it's important that we continue to reach out and bring in, not just be satisfied because we've got three services that are fully packed, we don't need anymore. Uh, I'd like to say one of the real uh, strong assets that this church has had and has. Is, is communication. They communicate well and they also make the gospel relevant. It's as relevant and important in everything today as it was a thousand years ago or two thousand years ago when Christ was living and on the earth. I would just say in conclusion it's been a blessing the and I have had a blessed marriage uh because of Christ Church and it's been a blessing meeting and knowing membership over these decades how it's changed Uh, i i just think that uh, i could never ask for anything more than than what we've already had Well, i think it's great to come to church and get fed every sunday just uh, blows your heart it's been doing it for 50 years now keeps going and getting bigger
0: All right, good for those guys, right? Yeah, they get it. That's what, That was, you know, the beginning, right? That, that's right, we should. Uh, you know, we're, we're here uh, because of them and the sacrifice of those folks who've gone before us, and because they, they got it. They may use used different language that we're going to talk about today, but it's still the same core, right? Uh, just reaching people. And uh, if you go to Luke, uh, Luke 15, there's a great thing to think about In Luke 15, Jesus makes a statement. He says, In the same way I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of angels, of the angels of God over one sinner uh, who repents. If you kind of drill down and think about that for a minute, think about for the last 50 years and hopefully for the next generation, 50 years and beyond, how many times we're going to bring joy to God's heart because we reach one new person for Christ. I mean, isn't that kind of an amazing thought? That together, you and I, you know, as Christ church, uh, for what we've been and what we're gonna gonna be, that, that the possibility is there for us to bring joy to the heart of God. That humbles me every time I think about that. I don't know about you, uh, and how we're gonna do that? Well, we we're trying to define it with some, some language language that will carry us forward into the next uh, 50 years. And it's kind of all over there on the banner over there, lifting lives, elevating Christ, a church for those that aren't here yet, right? That kind of captures kind of what we think the next 50 years uh, has in store for us, right? And uh, it starts out, of course, just uh, lifting up people's lives, right? Uh, are there a few people in the room who had your life lifted by Christ? It should be everybody, not just, but yeah, absolutely. That's, that's what he does, right? And he does it through, uh, through his people, right? So you go uh, into the scriptures, and it's, it's in the book of Acts, actually, and it says how they brought uh, all kinds of six people out in the streets, and they placed them on their beds and their maps. And I love this statement. It says, they hope that at least Peter's shadow might fall on some of them as he walked by. Just, a, just his shadow would fall on them. You see, just just the, the little opportunity to be able to bring Christ into somebody's life, the possibility of what God can do when we create those cracks of opening to bring Jesus into somebody else's life, that it can actually lift somebody's lives. And we know, right, if you're already on board, you're already a Christ follower, that's the way it works, right? That he just lifts our lives, right? He says the thief's purpose is steal, kill, and destroy. My purpose, Jesus, my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life, right? He does not want any of us in this room who are Christ followers to live just a regular old life, right? He wants us to live an incredible lifted life. He says "I came that may have life and have it abundantly in other translations, right? And, and that's what Christ Church is about. We want to make sure that everybody here has that kind of life. That you don't have just this regular old life. That, that's not the way to spend the time you got. It's so short anyway, right? But to live it with impact and purpose and to live it on a higher elevated level, right? And so part of our mission, part of our goal is that everybody that becomes part of Christ Church, that your life just gets lifted Right. And for some of us, that lifting is simply hearing again and again that we're forgiven people, that our past is our past and that we can live a, live a new life in Christ every single day. If you look at Mark, it says Jesus called a crowd to him along with his disciples says, if anyone anyone wants to come after me, he must say no to himself. He must pick up his cross and follow me. If he wants to save his life, he will lose it. But if he loses his life for me. And for the good news, he will save it. That's the key, right? That for all of us, we have the opportunity to live those elevated, those lifted lives. We live lifted lives because we can let go of what was old. That we don't have to be the same old person we used to be. But when Jesus invades our life and we let go of it and we say, yes, I'm absolutely completely yours, our life begins that our life gets moved and lifted, and we live on another level. Now, some of you may be guests this morning, visiting this morning. Boy, I want to give you that invitation, because that's what Christ Church is about. We want you to discover what the rest of us in the room will follow Christ discover, and that is when you give Him your life, your life will not be the same. It will move up, right? It will move up. What, What your days will hold and what your life will experience, will raise up. Will it mean it's all good, it's all without trouble? No. You're going to have challenges, you're going to have discouragement, you're going to have all the stuff that life has, but you're going to have a Savior who's going to walk you through every moment of it. Your life will not be the same. It's going to be lifted, right? If you look at Mark, it says, for even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give His life as a ransom for many. What happens to us, our lives get lifted up so they're no longer about us. They're all about Him. And if they're all about Him, it means they're also about others. Right? It's a translation. Most of the world out there lives with a me kind of life. Right? It's all about me. Right? Yep. Like I was at the, the Brewers and the Cubs game uh, the other night. And yeah, the Brewers won the night. It was there. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Okay, what's the magic number? I haven't forgotten. Anyway. Anyway. Um, in my lifetime. And uh, so anyway, I'm there. And of course, you're sitting there in your seat. And you got a great view, right? And and what happens? Inevitably, the person in front of you or two rows down or whatever, they got to just, they got to stand up. Right? They got to stand up. And what happens? Now you're doing this, trying to see the pitch, right? Because this person says what? It's all about me. I don't care about anybody behind me or the people around me. It's all about Me. That's the way people who don't know Jesus. That's the way they live. They live an all about me kind of life. Well, when Jesus invades your life, your life is elevated. It's no longer just it's not you. Your life gets elevated so that he works through you in you. Your life gets moved to a whole nother level of kind of living where you live for a higher kingdom purpose. You live for something eternal, not just something that lasts for a day. You see, we live lifted lives. Christ Church is about making sure people discover and understand their life can be absolutely lifted, right? And, and that's why we do all this stuff we do, right, as Christ Church, why we do the small groups and the Bible studies and why we serve others and do all that stuff, because we just are convinced it's about lifting lives. It's about lifting your life and about lifting the lives of others, right? Why are we convinced of that? Because ultimately, it's about elevating Christ. He's the motivator, right? He's what we live for. It's about elevating Christ. You get uh, Luke in the book of Acts. He writes the beginning of the book of Acts and, and, uh, about why he's writing his book and why he wrote the gospel of Luke to Theophilus there. Uh, and he says... You know, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and to teach until he was taken up into heaven. And after giving instructions through his Holy Spirit to the apostles, he had chosen. After his suffering, he presented himself to them, gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. And he appeared to them over a period of 40 days, and he spoke about the kingdom of God, right? We elevate Christ because we absolutely believe that's true. He is alive, right? He's in the room today. He's right here with us. When we were singing, could you feel him? How about you, boy? I knew he was in the room in those songs. Right? We know it. When we come to the table and he gives us that bread and wine, he gives us that very presence of himself, and he whispers into our ears, and he says, I love you, I claim you, I forgive you. He's here. He is here. And when we're in this room, what do we do? Well, we elevate Christ, right? We we love one another, sure. But we focus on just lifting up and elevating Christ. But it doesn't stop there, right? We elevate Christ in this room so that we can carry him out to every room that we go into, right? If you look at Ephesians, it says, I pray that out of your glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. That's what we do in this room, right? But look what's next. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you'll be rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide, long, high, deep the love of Christ is, to know his love, that passes all knowledge, that you'll be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. That's a pretty big order. But notice it starts with elevating Christ in this room, and then what? So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that wherever we go, wherever we go, we carry with us Christ, and we elevate him. So when you're at work, when you're at play, when you're with your kids, when you're out there at the soccer game, when you're out there with your friends, wherever it is you are, you get that privilege and responsibility to elevate Christ. Right? We're going to do uh, the baptism for Fiona here in a little bit. right? And at the end of that baptism, we're going to take a candle and hold it up. And we're going to say, let your light so shine before others that they may see your good works. And do what? Glorify your Father who's in heaven. What are we going for? We're saying, listen, if you're baptized, this is what you sign up for. That you get the opportunity now to elevate Christ in front of others. Do we have baptized people in the room? Yeah, amen. That's what we do, right? That's what we do. We go out there in the world, in that me-focused world, and we carry a light to elevate Christ in front of others, right? And that means we're going to be a church, Christ church, because that's who we are. We're going to lift up lives. We're going to elevate Christ. And we're going to be a church for those who aren't here yet. We're going to be a church for those who aren't here yet. Hey, we're going to love you folks that are here don't, you know, sure, we're going to care for you, we're going to encourage you, we're going to, you know, Bible study, all the stuff we do, right? But ultimately, we do all that because we're trying to prepare you to reach other people, to elevate Christ out there in the world. So we want to be a church that is ready to reach people who just simply haven't been reached yet. You get it at the end of John 20, right? Where Jesus is talking to his disciples after he's risen and shows them his hands and his sides, says, peace be with you. But then at the end, he says, Peace be with you as the Father has sent me, so I do what? You, right? I'm sending you, right? Us, right? He's sending us, Christ church, to do what he did in the world. To go out there and be that light out there in the world. And that's a tall order. That is a big challenge. Because we know it's a me-focused kind of world. And the truth is that in the recent years... God is getting forced more and more to the edges and pushed out of the reality of every day, right? You know that's true, right? Do you see that around you? That God is just getting pushed out more and more, right? So there's been a 92% increase in the the number of unchurched people uh, out there in the world from 91 to 2004, right? 92%. And we we see that over and over again, right? So there is a ton of people who just live their life around me, there's a great field, an opportunity for us to lift our light before others. What does that mean? Knowing that truth, it means for Christ church, we just got to be that church that understands that the church does not exist for the people in the church. The people in the church exist for the people who aren't here yet. Right? Yeah. Whoa, wait a minute. I thought the church was about me. No, remember, the world lives about me. We live about Others. That means if we're following Christ like He did, He gave His life up for others, right? For you, for others. So we exist not for ourselves, but we exist for others. We're a church that's not here for us. We're a church that's here to reach more people because we want to bring a smile, a joy to God's face and to His heart. Amen? Sound right? Let me convince you on that one. Right? Matthew 5, this is what it says. You, talking about Christ followers, talking about his church, you are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. Nobody, no one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. Notice what he says. In the same way, now he's talking to us, now he's talking to us, in the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your Heavenly Father. What's the goal? That others will look at us as we elevate Christ, as our lives get lifted up, and as we elevate Christ, they're going to look at us and they're going to understand there's someone greater and bigger at work in the world and in our lives. And they'll ask us. And they'll get hungry for the gospel. They'll get hungry to know Jesus. Jesus. We're a church that exists not for ourselves. We're a church that exists for the people who aren't here yet. And it's especially true for me and for us, I hope, especially true about the next generation. We need to be hungry for the next generation, right? Uh, We're here on Sunday morning. This room's full. It's awesome. It's fantastic. But you know what's even greater? That side of the building is full too. That side of the building over there is jammed with kids uh, every single Sunday. And that's, boy, that's what we got to be hungry for. Right? We're, we're today, yes, 50 years. Awesome. Fantastic. What are they going to say 50 years from now? Who's going to carry the gospel 50 years from now? Right? If we don't invest and get hungry to win another generation for Jesus Christ. Right? And so, man, that side of the building, that side of the building is just important. What's going on over there? as is going on here. And uh, just a little tip, you're going to see some uh, some renovations start to happen because we're running out of room over there and, uh, and in here, but we're running out of room especially over there. So you're going to see some renovations start to happen because we need to stay hungry for that next generation. And you look at Jesus and you look at his hunger and, you know, he's there and the Disciples think he ought to eat something, and they're like he's like, "Nope, I got food you don't know about." And they said, "What Did somebody bring him some food?" Then Jesus says at the end, "My nourishment comes from doing the will of God who sent me and from finishing His work. What's the hunger? <coughs> Excuse me. See, we just need to be hungry. We need to be hungry to raise up another generation, another generation to carry the gospel. So 50 years from now, not just Christ Church is around. But 50 years from now, the gospel is advancing and we keep taking territory and winning hearts, right? John 14, I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do uh, the same works I have done. Say the next words with me. And even greater works. Oh, my gosh. Jesus do some pretty cool stuff. Amen. Good, right? He did some pretty awesome stuff. And yet he just told us, Christ Church, you have the possibility to do that and even more, even greater stuff, right? What's in front of us can be even greater, right? And it's what all those people for the last 50 years sacrificed for, right? It's, it's what they gave for, what they sacrificed for, what their energy went into, the way they lived their lives for, so that we wouldn't just be at this place now but that we would be at another place and another place and another place that does even greater works, even greater works. We're a church that lifts lives. We're a church that elevates Christ. And we're a church that lives uh, is a church for people who aren't here yet, for the next generation uh, especially, right? And there's work to do. He says, wake up, look around. The fields are ready and they're ripe for the harvest." When you go to work tomorrow, start looking around. Wake up, look around. And see the people that you can let that light shine in front of. There's people there ready to receive the gospel. Our vision, our vision here at Christ Church is this northwest corridor of uh, of I-43, right? And we've been since I came been praying for God to give Christ Church at the minimum, at the minimum, to give us uh, 10% of the population of that of that corridor, right? And you are like, whoa! What does that look like? Well, here's what it looks like. <coughs> This is according to the 2013 population, so it's a little old. But Ozaki County had 87,054 people uh, in it. And there are 64 churches who claim to have 59,700 people going to church. So do the math. If I did the math right, that means there's 27,354 unchurched people uh, out in Ozaki County, in this corridor, uh, every single day. A good number of people. Right? Now, here's the other. Notice question, question, de Of the 59,700 people who claim they go to church or are on some church roll somewhere, how many do you suppose actually go? Right? How many do you suppose don't go? Right? So this is play games. How many don't go? Let's say uh, 20% or a little over 20% uh, don't go of that 59,000. If you take that number and you take the number of unchurched people, you'd fill Miller Park. How awesome would it be if Christ's church filled Miller Park every week? You will do not just the works I've done, but you will do greater, greater works. See, the possibilities of what Christ can do in this place through us if we just follow, if we just say, yes, we are here to lift lives. We're here to elevate Christ, and we're here to be a church for people who who aren't here yet. Matthew 25, Jesus knew their thoughts. He knows what you're thinking right now. He's like, what the heck is Pastor Bob talking about? <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, then he says, a kingdom divided by civil war is doomed. The town or a family splintered by feuding will fall apart. And if Satan's is casting out Satan, he's divided, fighting against himself, his own kingdom will not survive. Why are we doing this series? Because we need to all agree. We need to all agree we we got to get on the same page. And we need to all agree this is who God wants us to be. That this is the call that Christ is putting on his church in this place, Christ church us, right? That we're just going to be that place that lifts lives. We're going to be that place that elevates Christ. And we're going to be a church that, that is out there to reach the people who aren't here yet. Right? And if we can get on that same page, we will do those greater works. He will do those greater works through us. If you look at 1 Corinthians, Paul says, Yes, I try to find common ground with everyone, doing everything I can to save some. Now look at this one. I do everything to spread the good news and share in its blessings. If we just will agree to be that church, the things God will do over the next 50 years will amaze us and will win a next generation. And what they will do will be even greater. Amen? Good? Let's pray. Father, thanks. Thanks. Boy, it is just humbling, Lord, to uh, be here today, 50 years later, and to know uh, everything that you've done uh, in the lives of your people here at Christ Church. uh, And to know there's even more. Uh, Lord, we pray over everybody in the room today. uh, Work in their life, whatever they need. Uh, You know what it is. Uh, Just lift them up. Lift them up. Lift them up so that they can just elevate you, not just uh, in the room today, but when they go out tomorrow to wherever it is, that they can elevate you before others and that uh, together uh, we can give up our own lives and do whatever it takes, sacrifice whatever, so that we can reach uh, another person to come to know you and that we can bring uh, joy to to the heart of God. So, Father, we ask for this blessing now. We put ourselves into your hands. In Jesus' precious name, amen.